This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Strom is ready, and the left-handers, one, two. Swing and a miss, he got him! Phillies come racing out of the dugout as Matt Strom has saved it, and the Phillies have beaten the Braves in the division series for the second year in a row. The Phillies will return to the National League Championship Series. What is going on, everybody? It is the latest edition of Phillies today. Justin Morgenstein with you here on an incredible Friday morning in Philadelphia. And let's talk about the NLCS-bound Philadelphia Phillies, shall we? What an unbelievable series. Just some incredible drama, some anxiety mixed in there for sure. And like I said last week, the Phils take it in four. Never a doubt. Again, what an unbelievable series. Uh, We'll get into a little recap, some takeaways, just some other notes as well. Plus, we will get into a National League championship preview of the Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. But let it sink in, man. This team is going back to the NLCS for a second straight year. One of the final four teams in baseball. And the way things are going between the players, the manager, even the fans right now, it is really hard not to think about this team getting back to the World Series and getting the job done this time. They are one step closer, and they managed to dispatch the best team in the sport in the process. What a team, man. What a team. So let's get into this recap. I'm going to quickly gloss over the first few games, but mainly want to get into what went down at Citizens Bank Park last night. Just an absolutely chaotic scene there. Just unbelievable. We'll get into all of it uh, in just a matter of minutes here. But the Phils win the series 3-1 to one after getting wins in games 1, 3, and 4. Uh, in game 1, the Phils won it 3-0. Ranger Suarez starting against Spencer Strider, as it was last night. And that was the Rob Thompson game, in my opinion. Topper pushed all the right buttons that evening between the bullpen, when to pull Ranger, and he made some gutsy decisions. And I think a big part of this series was Rob Thompson outmanaging Brian Snicker, straight up. He made some really gutsy calls in that game. 
pulling Ranger, despite looking really strong early on. But we saw that night, and as the series went on, Topper had a plan, made big decisions in big moments, and he went to the pen early, and it worked out. Used the entire bullpen in that game, pretty much. Plays the matchup game, and he simply trusts his players in big spots, man. It is really cool to see, and you could tell that they appreciate that, and that is why every time these decisions work out, it seems like he knew it all along. And it's just, you have this confidence of Rob Thompson. Sometimes even during games like last night, when maybe you don't know why he's bringing Matt Strom into a game for a closer, why he's bringing Gregory Soto out for another inning. He just knows his players. He knows his players better than anyone else does. So Rob Thompson, heck of a series from him. Uh, Definitely, I think, my opinion, managed circles around Brian Snicker and was a big part of the reason why the Phillies were able to take three of four from Atlanta in this series. So, yeah, and also from that game, I know Philadelphia fans tend to catch a lot of crap from national reporters in terms of their behavior, but the Philadelphia fans also outclassed the Atlanta fans in the series as well. I know in game one after that catcher's interference, the stuff getting thrown on the field, like, come on. That's Philadelphia. That is a national news story for multiple weeks. So I don't want to hear any of that anymore. That was actually ridiculous on that catcher's interference call. So great stuff from the Atlanta fans as usual, keeping it classy. But uh, (laughs) uh, we will get to game two right now really quick. I wanted to bring this up because that was as devastating and gut-wrenching as you can get in a playoff game. You're up four to nothing with a chance to come home and clinch the series and sweep this team out. But you give up the lead, you are up 4 nothing, and after the game, again, one of the differences between the Phillies and the Braves in this series is Nick Castellanos, after the game, after, again, one of the most gut-wrenching, devastating, heartbreaking, however you want to describe it, losses you can have in a postseason series, comes out and says, yeah, you know what? We play better after we get punched in the face. Rob Thompson's talked about throughout the entire course of the season how well this team plays when it faces adversity. You know, when they get kicked down, how they pick themselves up off the mat and they move on and they find a way. That is exactly what they managed to do in this series. And after that quote from Nick Castellanos, eh, he only manages to go five for seven with four home runs. No big deal. Just, dude, Nick Castellanos, what a Philadelphia folk hero he is turning into. I mean, just everything from Liam being at the game, him taking him to Xfinity Live to you know, the quote on MLB Network of him saying, you know, I bleep with Philly. He is just, dude, what a turnaround for Nick Castellanos. Last year in the postseason at this time, we're dreading every time he's coming up to the plate. And now he is single-handedly winning games and winning series for the Philadelphia Phillies in the postseason. Just unbelievable stuff from Nick. And I guess another big post-game takeaway from that one is Orlando Arcia, man. He woke up the bear. He woke him up. And they said he wasn't supposed to hear it and that you know, they didn't appreciate that it got out in the locker room. Then don't say it. Like, then do not say it. I'm sorry. Like, I am not going to feel bad for you because you were running around laughing, saying that, aha, I had a boy, Harper. And what? You didn't expect him to hear it. But he did. So that happened. And he woke up the sleeping bear. And as we're going to get to in game three right now, Bryce Harper got his revenge. He was absolutely incredible that night and he got Bryce Elder boy. And so the first two innings, I was at that I was at the game game 3. It was at the ballpark. Just incredible vibes, absolute scenes. The place was going absolutely insane to start this game. But Bryce Elder goes out there and he's a really strong two first innings and 
kind of mows down the Phillies' first six hitters, and you're just thinking to yourself, like, man, what happens here? Like, you really need to win this game. You cannot go down 2-1 with Strider and then Max Fried potentially on the horizon for the Braves. And then that third inning comes, and it was almost exactly reminiscent to how it went last year in Game 3 of the NLDS against Spencer Strider. You have a third inning in which you score six runs, and obviously, first, a massive response from Nick Castellanos getting that solo homer after going down one to nothing uh, the inning prior. So that was just absolutely massive from Nick. Got the crowd back into it. It was an anxious crowd following those first couple innings. Like you could tell that there was some just tension there, and they re- the party had to get started somehow. And Nick Castellanos able to do that pulls an absolute missile to left field off Bryce Elder to tie it one to one, and then two men on. Bryce Harper with an absolute bomb to right field. Like, it was one of those home runs where as soon as you heard the crack off that bat, it was just, everyone just goes absolutely insane. And, boy, it was so fun to be there. crowd was just absolutely electric after that. And the party was on. The Phillies hit a franchise record six home runs in a postseason game. It was just incredible. Nick Castellanos, two homers. Trey gets his first of the Philly. Marsh gets one, too. And, of course, Bryce Harper on both of his bombs, staring down Orlando Arcia as he rounds second base. And you just got to think, what's going on in Orlando Arcia's head as that's happening? You did not have to wake that guy up. And the fact, he doesn't need any motivation. And now that he had that, it was just, it was over. It was over for him in that in that game. And it was just an incredible performance by Bryson. I'm just not sure if anybody is just a bright lights player like Bryce Harper. I don't even know, not only in baseball, but in sports at this point. Just time and time again in clutch moments, he's just absolutely rising to the occasion and then some. It is insane. Like, I've never seen guys do this in any sport the way he is right now. So the Phillies are really lucky to have Bryce Harper, and he's just, for the second postseason in a row, absolutely putting them on his back at times. Another guy who put the team on his back that night who – we absolutely need to talk about here. Aaron Nola, man. Good for Aaron Nola. He went out there, pitches five and two-thirds, six hits, two earned runs, one was inherited, uh, nine strikeouts, and was just absolutely dominant. And I got to say, I don't typically get too emotional at things that happen during the game. I can look back on things and be like, wow, what a moment that was. Maybe you didn't realize it you know, as it was happening in the moment itself. But when Aaron Nola walked off the mound that night and he gave the tip of the cap to the fans and the fans gave him an unbelievable ovation at Citizens Bank Park, like I went into that night thinking this could be Aaron Nola's last start as a Philly if things don't go well. His last start at Citizens Bank Park. And with everything he's been through with this organization, him and Reese uh, you know, being the longest tenure Phillies, he deserved that moment. He really did. And it was just really cool to see. Very happy for Aaron Nola and he doesn't want this to be his last start at Citizens Bank Park. He wanted to go out there and put up a performance that would allow the Phillies to be able to take a 2-1 to lead, and he did exactly that. And he is, over the past month, I know they talked about in the postgame uh, how he's changed his mechanics, and I know he keeps lowering that cutter usage, which I've mentioned before, I think is a real key for Aaron Nola going forward. Uh, he's making the adjustments, and he's pitching great right now. And if him and Zach Wheeler continue to put up these kind of performances— the Phillies are going to be a really, really hard team to beat. When you have two dominant starters like that, followed by Ranger Suarez, who is also just pitching at the top of his game right now, 
It's a tough formula to beat, and that's why the Phillies have put themselves in a position where they are going to have a chance to get back to the World Series here. So it is just really good stuff from Aaron Nola, really good stuff from the starting pitchers. Uh, last note from this game, you know the crowd is into a ball game when it is 10-2 to in the eighth inning, who many people didn't even hear of before last month, comes into the game, and the crowd is absolutely going nuts for this guy. He has become one of the fan favorites already, and for good reason. He has just been absolutely nasty. Fastballs reaching 99-100. The slider looks great. And it's just like the fans are in this thing every second, every pitch of every game. And I don't think the Atlanta crowd was necessarily a terrible crowd. I thought they were much quieter than the Citizens Bank Park crowd. But this crowd's different, man. There's a reason it's being talked about nationally the way it is right now. And it's just a really proud thing to be a part of and just so great for all these players, these fans, and just the entire organization. It's just a really, really exciting time to be down at the ballpark right now. So with that being said, let's get to last night. Game four, just an absolute scene at Citizens Bank Park. As loud and as exciting as game three was, even from the TV, I think I could tell that Game four was just on a different level. Spencer Strider, after all he said about not wanting to play in front of fans and how he wishes it was the 2020 season all over again with no fans, fans outside of the ballpark. Like, joking or not, dude, what are you talking about? Like, how dumb do you have to be when you know you're going to have to pitch in road playoff games to give people that little tidbit? Like, whether you actually believe that or not, just all, all the crowd needed was more fuel. And that was just... Absolutely perfect for the Phillies. Uh, Just great theater with Spencer Strider pitching in front of the road Philadelphia crowd. So that was awesome. And even more awesome was Ranger Suarez. He was great again. The Braves in this series had a really difficult time with his curveball specifically. It was maybe as sharp as I've ever seen it in this series. So that's a great sign moving forward as well. And he's just a big game pitcher, man. Throwing everything with conviction. And, you know, I trust him in any spot right now, whether that's Starting a game, coming out of the bullpen, he's going to put up a solid outing wherever he's coming in at. And it's just really impressive, man. That's your third starter. Like, he's going to come out of the bullpen, too, at one point. And, again, we've seen it last year. I fully trust him. And I think Rob Thompson does, too, in any spot he is going to be put in. So that is great, great stuff from Ranger. Uh, Speaking of guys in big games, again, absolute loser energy from Orlando Arcia last night, chirping back at the fans who were heckling him from the dugout. And you know it's bad when Mr. Showboat himself and, hey, Ronald Acuna, I think he's great for baseball. He is the MVP of the league, phenomenal baseball player. Might not have had a great series, but he is really good for the sport and just a really good baseball player. But you know it's bad when you have Ronald Acuna, the biggest showman that there is, uh, you know, t- telling you to stop to stop engaging the fans, to stop doing all this. And you could just tell they were broken, especially him. That was, it had to be tough for him mentally because it felt like really after that attaboy Harper quote in the locker room and you know we saw in the celebration last night, they already had the t-shirts made. That there was really just a little bit of a shift in kind of the momentum and the mentality in both these teams. And it just felt like the Phillies, these things kept on coming up good for him. So that was great to see. You'll just, you know, hate to see it for the Braves. Just hate to see it. But the night was primarily about three guys, in my opinion. Nick Castellanos, Trey Turner, Johan Rojas. So let's get to Nick Castellanos first. Coming off his first 
multi-homer postseason game in his career. And first of all, I've never seen a sports personality. I know I already mentioned it quite like Nick Castellanos. Just his edgy sense of humor. Uh, him right after the game being asked the question by the uh, you know the crew from TBS. He's like, well, is that a question? He's just, I don't know, something about it, man. He is so funny. He just fits Philly so well, and I was so glad he's here. But he has another multi-home run game for the second game in a row. Like, he is turning into a hero here. And I talked about the clubhouse and just how the celebration was, you know, awesome to see. But there was a video of Nick Castellanos just giving, like, a five-second hug to Fletcher Cox, who made his way to the uh, Phillies locker room there. And, like, only in Philadelphia is this stuff happening. I don't see any other place in the country where one of the stars of the football team, of their NFL team, come into the locker room of their Major League Baseball team after winning and going to the NLCS and starts hugging all the players. Like, it's just one of the most unique atmospheres and unique places to be right now. So, again, super proud to be a Philadelphia sports fan right now. It's just a fun time. And he is stepping up in a way where we talked about it at the end of the season. If Nick Castellanos can come into this postseason hot and be the bat that they really need him to be, this team is limitless, man. And we saw it last night. One of them was a slider that he absolutely yanks to left field to make it a 1-1 game after the Riley homer kind of took the air out of the crowd there. And then, dude, he lets it eat on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball and just absolutely pummels it into the seats. It was just an incredible night for Nick Castellanos. I got to say, we got to have Liam at Citizens Bank Park for the rest of the postseason. Liam Castellanos in the building. Nick is doing well. Five for seven, like I said, with four home runs uh, in those two games. Just absolute monster numbers from Nick there. So Nick is doing great. Trey Turner is also doing great. The first, and this was shocking to me, the first Philly in postseason history to have four hits in a game. And he hits the go-ahead and eventual game-winning home run. Uh, again, a shot off Spencer Strider, who I think he was 0 for 17 on before that uh, with a few strikeouts. And he ma- he manages to put one in the seats there, and it gave the Phillies a lead that they would not relinquish. So, again, great stuff from Trey. I know he caught up with our very own Jack Fritz at the uh, locker room celebration as well. Uh, I know Jack got those standing ovations started. So, hey, a big part of the Phillies turnaround this year. So that was really cool to see as well. So big night for Trey. And, you know, I'm sitting there as the game is going on, and I'm seeing Johan Rojas, and he's so young, and his bat is going to continue to develop as the years progress. But we all know he is not nearly to where his bat is going to have to be moving forward after this year right now. But the plays he is making out in center field, you just absolutely need him in your lineup right now. And obviously that play to save the game in uh, with Acuna up with the bases loaded is absolutely critical. And I don't know if the Phillies win that game. We may be talking about them going to game five if he doesn't catch that ball. That could end up going off that you know, angled wall, clearing the bases, and then the Phillies are down and all the momentum goes out of the building. But instead, the place goes absolutely insane. He makes that catch. And I don't know how many center field. well, maybe Michael Harris, but I don't know how many center fielders in baseball are making that play. He is just continuing to show why he is such a valued asset out there in center field. And he is just going to continue to blossom, continue to develop over the course of his career. And if he ever gets a legitimate hit tool, he's going to be a stud, man. He is going to be an absolutely phenomenal Major League Baseball player. And he already is. 
he is really making an impact for a team that is now in the NLCS. And it's just great to see from a guy that started in double A this year and is so young. So great stuff there from Johan Rojas. And I got to say, Rob Thompson again, I'm not sure. Game one, I thought I had an idea of what he was doing, kind of had a pulse on how he was managing the bullpen. Last night was just pure and utter chaos from from Rob Thompson. He goes to his high leverage guys a little earlier on and then brings Craig Kimbrell on in the seventh inning with inherited runners, which I'm frightened about right away because we know how Craig Kimbrell has been with runners on this year. It's been pitch clock violation issues and issues holding guys on as well. So I am absolutely clenching my fist as I'm watching him, you know, get through the seventh inning and then obviously Johan Rojas able to bail him out there at the end with that catch. But you got guys like Gregory Soto, Matt Strom, all these dudes contributing in massive, massive spots here. And then Matt Strom, who, you know, had eight saves or six saves throughout his eight career seasons in baseball, comes on with first and third, no outs in the ninth inning, where the tension is as high and the anxiety is as high as it could possibly be. And he gets three massive outs and the Phillies move on to the National League Championship Series. Just, ugh. It was just an absolutely anxiety-filled night, but one that ends in jubilation and happiness. And the celebrations, once again, were just unbelievable. They spill into the clubhouse. They end up going to Xfinity Live. I mean, our celebration MVP, Garrett Stubbs, doing Garrett Stubbs things once again. He was just so entertaining to watch, as always. So, uh, yeah, just team going back to the NLCS for a second consecutive year. Let that sink in. It is awesome. Awesome, awesome. But real quick before we get out of here, let's talk some Phil's D-backs. Let's get into this NLCS preview a little bit. One thing going into this series, I know the Phillies, I looked on DraftKings earlier this morning, minus 170 favorites in this series. I thought that was a little higher than I expected uh, with the D-backs being plus 145. But do not overlook the Diamondbacks for a second in this series. They have not lost a postseason game yet. They swept out the Brewers 2-0 in Milwaukee, then managed to sweep the Dodgers, who, boy, they did not look very good at all, in the National League Division Series. And they've done it behind their two top starters, Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly, who have looked really good. And we've seen now with the Phillies and now with the Diamondbacks, starting pitching is absolutely critical in the postseason. And we're going to have some really good matchups on our hands here. Both starting rotations are rested. I assume we will get Zach Wheeler against Zach Gallon in game one, the local kid, Zach Gallon. So that'll be really fun to see. And uh, just two really dominant pitchers over the last couple of years and should be a great matchup there. And then Merrill Kelly has been really good for the Diamondbacks. And I'm assuming he will go up against Aaron Nola in game two. Both of those games in Philadelphia, I almost, are the Phillies allowed to have home advantage? Like, what? <laughs> the last two years, they have not had home advantage in any of those series besides, of course, the Marlins series this year, but that'll be cool to see. Monday and Tuesday, the games will take place at Citizens Bank Park, so that is something to look forward to, and look, the Diamondbacks have a lineup that could really do damage as well, all set up by Corbin Carroll, who is having one of the better rookie seasons, I think, in recent memory in all of baseball. I mean, he is going to be a perennial MVP candidate, I think, for years to come. Just does it all. Has power, speed, hits for contact, and great fielder. He's just one of those guys that's going to be a real thorn in the Philly sides. And they have a lot of guys that can match in that lineup, too. Cattell Marte has been doing it for a while. 
Christian Walker, another local product who has had some really good power numbers in the last couple of years. So they are not going to be an easy task at all. I know they only won, I think, 84 games during the regular season, but this team is honestly somewhat reminiscent of the Phillies last year. They're coming on sort of playing with house money here, and I think that it's going to be a really competitive series. I don't think this is going to be easy for the Phillies whatsoever. And look, with a World Series berth on the line, you can never expect it to be easy anyway. So this is going to be a really fun one to watch. Uh, They will obviously, the winner of this series will play the winner of the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers, who will face off in the ALCS. So that should set up for some really entertaining baseball here over the next week. So just get me to Monday, man. I am so ready already. I am just absolutely fired up for this series, ready to get this thing going. And it is just going to be some really fun times in Philadelphia once again. More home games, more fun down at Citizens Bank Park for the Phillies. So get me to Monday. Get me to Monday. Uh, For Phillies today, this was Justin Morgenstein, and have a great weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.